Oh, welcome back, everybody, around the big city of Austin, Texas, and beyond. Uh, actually, uh, welcome to everybody listening in Australia, because uh, we do have people in Australia who like to listen to the Austin Rugby Podcast. Maybe they're thinking it's like the Aus, and they got to just go with Australia, like Rugby Podcast, and it's like, oh, it's Austin, so we'll just continue to listen. Or maybe, and here's a here's a thought that I have, maybe. Uh, there are a few family members of current Austin players and or coaches who like to tune into the podcast every week. Wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. That's Alex Kalpa. I am Dustin Zare. Hey, welcome to the Austin Rugby Podcast. It is Friday, July 9th, uh, fresh into July. We are coming off of a, I think, a well-needed um break for the ags like you know they get the week off they the last two two weeks of the regular season are here alex that's uh it's crazy to believe right i think it feels yeah like flew we, past. we still have like five six more weeks right yeah yeah flew past uh still and if anything there just seems to be more action to come even though it's a shorter time frame with uh all the different permutations that are possible it's like so much to happen i think they say things are heating up <laughs> uh, not just getting to the you're getting to the business end as well that's what you're <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yeah it is it's you know we're you know, basically we're in the final 10 minutes of the season and it's uh coming down to crunch time T- scores are scores are close what, what are people going to do what moves are being made on and off the field Who who's going to start who's not going to start um all everything to take into consideration right now including do you have international players who are going to play for England or Canada uh, or in our case, Chile? Um, and yes, we do. And we'll talk about them too. Lots to cover in the show this week. So let's, let's kick it off with uh, a little bit of international stuff, right? Um, this past week, we saw Canada take on Wales. Uh, Canada. E- e- yeah. I mean, listen, um, nobody really ex- uh, expected anything less than that final score line. Uh, <laughs> I mean, as, as a Welshman, you could say your lads played well, but, but let's be honest. Uh, the Canada team hadn't played just like the American team hadn't played in 20 months. They had only been together for what was it? Five, six days at most. Maybe I think it was at, at most. Um, yeah. At best. And I was expecting, you know, I mean, whoever scheduled that, Obviously, with COVID and everything else, it's going to be tricky, but that's a pretty tough ask for a first-up match, right? You'd expect maybe, or you'd hope for a warm-up game or two just to get to know each other. But sadly, no, straight into the the Dragon's Den, as it were. Literally. (laughs) Uh, No, but I mean, it was great. I mean, obviously, Principality Stadium over there in Cardiff is just a beautiful pitch. Uh, I actually had a nice little... uh, text conversation with uh, Cole Davis and he said it is like walking on velvet basically uh, on that pitch so really nice unfortunately it, actually real surprisingly Canada jumped out to a 5-0 lead in that game um, played well Regan O'Gorman and Cole Davis both started for Canada um, Regan I thought had a pretty decent game um, had some big hits big hits like two big hits that I remember like specifically um, typical he's second rower but he was actually playing I believe he was playing six for them that match was it six or seven he was playing six so I was right yeah because Lucas Rumble was playing seven on that one um, former age former well former Austin elite player Josh Larson was in the played that match as well uh, he did get hurt in the match which was unfortunate I think that 
cold. Didn't really get as many opportunities, of course, to get the hands on the ball. Of course, Canada really didn't get hands opportunity to get hands on the ball, period. Um, I mean, Wales just ran through them. 68-12 was the final score of that match. Uh, as a Welshman, you were probably pretty happy with the performance, getting a lot of young players to play, you know. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, with the, a lot of the big guns over with the Lions at the moment, it's always nice to, um, you know, give the, the youth chance to come through or players that might be kind of on the fringes. There was, uh, I mean, it was a, it was a it was a good performance. Like I say, I, f- I felt for Canada because it was just a bigger, too tough an ask. I thought. Yeah. Um, but I thought Wales played pretty good some nice stuff in the backs forwards gonna forward they were big and strong and and did they their job as well i just felt like that wells that wells pack was just i mean they're massive like i felt like they were just all over every single move that canada made that kind of that's my opinion but yeah pretty much um, ben carter new cap at second row looks like a proper handful and uh it's not that we're i mean so welsh rugby has not been blessed with a, a huge amount of depth uh second row in the yeah. professional era um it's been, been, I mean, on been one, one man in particular for a long time <laughs> yeah exactly and, and it's like like the the 2011 world cup we had like ridiculous depth in the second row for the first time ever yeah. i think as far as i can remember but it's, it's it's been up and down largely so to unearth a new uh, second row who looks the business, I think he got man of the match, um, oh, was, really nice. was, was great. Um, Liam, um, Liam Botham. No, it wasn't Liam Botham. Liam Botham is his dad. Sir Ian Botham is his granddad. <laughs> so like, it's like the most famous sporting he's, family in England. He's Suddenly, got, some, he's got some lineage there. Huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but he, uh, so I was reading online, somebody put up a, a potential 15 that Wales could put out of open side flankers alone. We have such ridiculous depth at, at seven that we could put out an entire team of really good international class sevens. And yeah, the Botham lad was, I think he was like 13th in line or something. But Jay, I can't remember his name. I was trying to like look it up. James, quick. James, James Botham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's like twelfth in line to the throne at the moment. And there you go, royalty. It's crazy. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) That was good. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a good match uh, for for Wales. It was good to get some of their lads on the on the pitch. Uh, Like I said, uh, Regan, I thought had a decent game. He didn't play the full eighty. Neither did Cole. Both of them got on. Both are back in the starting lineups again this weekend uh, against England. You know, talk about going into out of the dragon's mouth and into the lion's den, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you coin an analogy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not a bad one. Let's see, gotta gotta stay on your feet yeah. with me, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So Canada take on England this weekend, um, who looked a proper force for part of the match against the United States. Um, we can talk about that. So let's jump, jump into it. USA again, like Canada playing for the first time in 20 months, 20 months, five days, unfortunately, no AJ McGinty, no, uh, we just were out a bunch of people. So lots of people got their first caps for the U S uh, Luke Cardi was one of them. Um, yeah, really just all over the place as far as who was going to play, what was, what was going to happen. Um, yeah, honestly, you know, for us, we had, um, Dahas 
and Campbell, who both played. So Bryce, of course, captain. We talked about it last week. I thought Bryce had, again, just a solid performance. Um, good ball running, good tackling in the centers. Uh, the, the first half of that match, it looked like we hadn't played in 20 months. Like they were just getting the U.S. got dominated in the I felt got dominated in the scrum. You know, Gary Gold decided he was going to go with three eight men in the back row. Uh, you know, yes, Reichert Hadiger has played seven in the past. I don't think that he is a seven. Like I, he plays, he's been playing eight for Seattle, plays well. Cam Dolan had a fantastic match again. Cam is just, you know, he's our eight man. And that's pretty much what it is. And then they had uh, James Fon on a Schultz uh, at, at the other, at the other Lucy who had a, a decent match, but I don't think like I felt as though that tight five of uh, a new and that's and Mullen um, and Peterson and Savetta got manhandled. Uh, but in the first in the first half by by the England scrum and the forwards and he, I think one of the telltale signs for the, the total of the match England had 14 or 15 dominant tackles U.S. had zero zero dominant tackles um, you know uh, Mikey Teo did have a pants pull down that's about the extent <laughs> that's about the highlight of our some of our defense that we had in there um but it was it was a rough first half so we'll talk about the first half first what were your kind of impressions you know how the u.s played and how england played i mean obviously england also starting quite a few you know new players uncapped players um, you know people like marcus smith that we talked about before we, we came on on the air but um it, some guys coming back for the first time since what she doesn't 18, 19, uh, Coca Singa, uh, yep. he, big Joe, big Joe ran over everyone. Big Joe gonna big Joe. That's <laughs> kind of what he does. That's, he's, that's, uh, pretty much what got him into the, the international frame in this first place. But yeah, like a much changed England team, Marcus Smith, uh, fresh from winning the, uh, the incredible, I think we spoke about yeah, it the, the last time. One of the show. greatest think, premiership matches I've ever seen. <laughs> and, uh, we spoke a little bit about how, uh, Eddie Jones isn't, uh, a big one for letting form or reputation <laughs> play any part in getting players into the England team. Yeah. Uh, but giving, uh, so Marcus Smith has been exceptionally good for a long time now and he's been knocking on that England door. Really, you can't even say that it's his size because he's about, he's my size basically. He's very small-ish. Yeah. So defensively, could be frail but then um george ford is not much uh, different in that regard and i think marcus smith really came onto the international stage looking like the complete package yeah and, and when we'll talk about the first half yes the usa were, were you know their first game back in a long time they were exposed to an england team full of players champing at the bit to show what they can do right. in front of Eddie. So it was just, you know, the, the wrong place and the wrong time to be a, a new team playing your first international game in you know years, <laughs> effectively. And then that was the tale of the first half for me was you had a lot of very motivated England players at home uh, playing at against Twickenham. a USA team yeah. at Twickenham in, in front uh, playing a USA team that needed 
the first 40 minutes to warm up let's put it yeah, that way they needed the first 40 minutes to figure out how to play with each other uh you saw it miss passes low passes bad passes uh missed tackles you saw you know missed assignments lots of missed assignments like you know basically on two of england's tries it was just like you take the inside guy you just absolutely got to take like you they slice through our defense like crazy but um it, it, it was. It was not a good first half. It looked like a first half from a team that had only been together for five days. England played like a team that had been in training for two and a half weeks, which they had. It, exactly, exactly. And uh, I think it, uh, it just speaks volumes of the character and the personalities in that USA team that they did turn around in the second half in quite the spectacular style that they did. And let's, let's make no bones about it. I mean, so you could be uh, pretty mealy-mouthed and say, oh, England felt that they'd won the game and they weren't that motivated in the second half. But I, I think, really, the USA came out and really took the game to them. And there was yeah. genuine uh, heart and uh, courage. And the mental strength was pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, obviously, halftime score was 26-3. And you're going, oh, my gosh, like this is just it's going to be another Canada Wales match, which was earlier <laughs> in the day. I'm going, it's not going to be good. Uh, but we came right back out and and fun on a Schultz. I came away with a big try to start off with, um, you know, putting it at 26, eight. Uh, we missed the penalty. And then, you know, there's kind of this back and forth uh, for a little while. Um, and then I think what happened is the U.S. just started to mesh well. They started to play a different style of game. Uh, honestly, I felt. Some of the new guys that came on, uh, I felt that th there was a there was a sequence of play back to back where you had um, uh, oh, what's his name, um, oh, the hooker for uh, the Fetty. Uh, no, 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 um, no, for England. Blame it. Like he threw a bad line out and then immediately oh, yeah. blocked the kick and dropped on it for a try. Not <laughs> not like four minutes, five minutes later. Cam Dolan blocks a kick for a try. And like, it was like a mirror image of the play. Um, you know, we, we were sitting at like 31-15, right? Like it was, we're starting to play well. They're doing, their ball movement's been pretty, pretty good. I think DeHaas improved a little bit in the second half with his ball delivery. Um, and then obviously we just started kind of moving, moving through the phases a little bit better, moved a little bit, you know, more, we were more impressive. Um, but Marcus Smith, again, like you said, he cut through the defense and made just a spectacular run. Um, really, uh, <laughs> I didn't say this made, um, how did I say it? had a perfect support line run and made Mikey Teo miss horribly on a tackle, like broke his ankle type of thing. Um, you know, the, the score was like 43, 15. And again, we're sitting there going, well, oh, this is just a terrible team. And I think it was around that time that, you know, that 70 minute mark or it's 41, 15. And we're just like, Oh, we're just giving up. But then you have people like, yeah, Hanko, get, uh, uh, Hanko who scored, I mean, who scored on a mall and he was not letting, uh Tafete, like get the ball at all like he you could look at that base like they were trying to rip it out you know give it you know ball goes behind you know the sixes you know arm back to the two uh for the hooker to drive over but honko just grabbed it and just barreled over like trying to rip it out from its own players you know hands you know and that gave us you know 43 22 but then you know we we go back again and you know luke uh, uh excuse me uh, kirsten dyer getting his first cap you know goes in and quick ball line out and Basca who had come on for De Haas, um, really they ran great support lines. And I felt as though there was a, there was more energy on the pitch 
when when Honko and Baska actually came on and started playing playing a little bit faster paced. And I'm starting to think like maybe that's how the US needs to play. You know, they came back out and you know really started putting it on England and making England yeah, granted uh, you know, people have been saying, oh, well, it's England's third string. True, but it was you still have to have that kind of you still have to have that mental capacity to go on and, and continue to fight and fight and fight. And I think that's what those guys were doing. You know, Hanko definitely put his hand up, said, put, I need to be starting. I think Baska put his hand up, said, you need to consider me for a starting role as well. Um, I think this week, actually, Hanko does get the starting role. Baska does just not. About to say, yeah. So, so uh, I mean, yeah, it's just the, the, the Hanko's determination, like you say, he, he was a man on a mission. You could tell he is a guy that doesn't like losing, and even more so, he doesn't like to roll over and not, you know, like the 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 almost. It looks like the more the more pressure that the team's under, the more he was going to rise and work harder and force himself over the line. Yeah. So yeah, completely deserves to to start. And if you've got a guy like that in in the camp and the squad, um, hopefully that will spread. You know, that kind of listen. Yeah. You know, maybe USA teams of years gone by would just passively roll over and <laughs> let that sort of thing happen to them. But that's the kind of personality yeah. that you need. And clearly the USA have got in their squad now. So uh, I thought um, the um, uh, there was one try that was disallowed after Bryce Campbell uh, mentioned to the referee that he thought the man, I think it might have been Cruiser or, M- or Mikey Taylor, took a high ball and... Yeah. Uh, Oh, was tackled in the air. Yeah, and absolutely, the, the was ref- tackled, absolutely was tackled yeah. in the air. Like feet were completely off the ground. It wasn't even yeah. close. I don't know why it didn't even did, didn't go to review in the first place. I don't know. Who knows? Mm. So, but obviously, I mean, we, we love Bryce because he's a, he's a Gilgrony, but um, that sort of leadership. And I think that sort of attitude Are you saying we're biased? within the camp. Um, I am. I'm, I'm saying <laughs> I am biased. I am definitely biased. Um, uh, but I think in terms of well, my, my rambling and incoherent point is, I think things are looking good for Team US because that sort of wake-up call in the first half and the way they regrouped and regathered for the second half, yeah, that speaks volumes. Yeah, they that won, looks so good. They won the second half. You know, overall, they won the second half. They actually, and I think that, you know, it's been said and you know throughout different social media channels like it actually kind of puts some people on notice and i think that wales may have said we need to be careful or not wales excuse me ireland said that we need to be a little bit careful this week uh going up against the us and not you know become that team <laughs> yeah. that would lose at home you know and mm-hmm. uh, to to the us and so it'll be interesting to see that match is going to be fascinating. Again, you have yeah. some of the Irish who are out playing, you know, with the with the Lions, um, but there's a it's a strong Irish team. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll see on that one. Um, going back to you know the game that's actually earlier in the day uh, tomorrow uh, or today or whenever you're listening, Saturday's match, um, England and Canada. It um, again, it's going to be oh the kickoff time locally here is 9 a.m so a nice early morning match for everybody to watch it's early uh to get up there um again regan o'gorman starts again uh he moves in the second row for josh larson who got injured uh unfortunately sorry for josh i feel feel bad about that josh is a good lad um and of course cole davis starts again on the wing 
you know, the England team, again, I think there's, he's got four more debutants coming onto the pitch. <laughs> so, so it's like, you get a cap, you get a cap, you get a cap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, Eddie Jones is the uh, Oprah Winfrey of the England rugby squad. <laughs> <Right now. laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and really, you know, that's, uh, I mean, it's, that's international rugby, isn't it? You don't right. get many chances to, to blood new caps and no. to see who can actually test their metal in the international arena. So it's, it's the perfect opportunity for Canada to really get stuck in amongst them um, and who knows I mean some of the guys that got caps last week like it was the sales second choice hooker was the guy I Blame think they got charged he, he gets he gets a start this week actually so J- okay. yeah, J- Jamie Blemer um, like he, he gets a start this week I thought that was really interesting yeah. Yeah, he's big enough, and uh, he looks like he could be, you know, the potentials there. But um, again, it's a position again. England have they have good depth there. Luke Cowan Dickey is looking great for the Lions. Jamie George is obviously we know about how good he is. So uh, clearly, Eddie's just uh, there's a the guy. Actually, I've been watching the the uh, Six Nations Under Twenties Championship yeah, as well. Unfortunately, uh, it's not a uh, vintage Welsh team this year. There's some really good players, but they got their pants pulled down against England. And uh, the uh, the England under-20s hooker, plays for Harlequins, uh, looks a good prospect. He's, he's only been sent off once at this point, I think, which is par for the course because Alfie Barbary, who uh, we're waiting to have his, uh, you know, he's been brilliant for Wasps, uh, playing in the back row for Wasps. Yeah. But he, he got sent off in the under 20s World <laughs> Cup final uh, after about three minutes. It was his first scrum or something. Yeah, um, so, so the under 20s also producing, you know, talent coming through the um, the ranks. Um, so games like this are always interesting to see who does Eddie chuck in, who does he like the look of, and yeah. who, uh, you know, who can actually because it's 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 like known unknowns, right? Um, yeah. Uh, with with the recent passing of your man from the um, uh, the U.S. government, uh, but uh, yeah, you, you chuck them in, and then anything could happen because they're untried, not oh, tested. Donald, I, I didn't. I didn't get Donald, Donald Rumsfeld. Rumsfeld. Oh, Donald Rumsfeld. Yeah. Only yeah, on sorry. the Austin no. Ruby podcast will you get a Donald Rumsfeld uh, analogy. Known unknowns. <laughs> known yeah. unknowns. The unknown um, unknowns. <laughs> so, so it's super exciting. Can't yeah. wait to see. Um, hope, I mean, it's almost that you know you want someone to. So it wasn't particularly nice to see Mikey Teo struggle uh, defensively. But at the same time, it was nice to see Mikey Teo struggle (laughs) after what he did to Austin. Yeah, 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 uh, that's revenge for for ripping us apart. Yeah, Um, for sure. It was. uh, You hope the new caps. Some of them might have a a a difficult first uh, game because it's always kind of entertaining to watch that sort of thing. Well, so you have your breakfast nine o'clock. Watch a little rugby. Yeah, get 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 that match in. Uh, have a nice cup of coffee. Uh, you wait a couple hours. You go do your daily work, and then right right after lunchtime, you sit down for a pint. One fifteen, the kickoff. Which is a very interesting time. Uh, Ireland, USA. Um, can, that's going to be an interesting one. I mean, we're you're, you're at Viva Stadium in Dublin. One of the one of the strongholds of rugby in Europe, you know, it's a, it's a gorgeous stadium. I've been there. I love it. Um, USA, you know, like we said, so Honko gets, gets on in, in the starting 15, Joe top uh, Tapate gets on there as well. Christian Dyer, because of his great performance gets on the pitch to start off with um, uh, Marcel Brock, who was, uh, who played pretty well to start off at 15 uh, has injury this weekend. He got, you know, got a head injury. So he's off, concussion protocol so that moves Teo from 14 back to 15 
Um, and because of that injury, Will McGee gets called up from Austin, who was supposed to play again. Yeah, he was supposed to start for us. I would assume he was supposed to start for us. Assume, but I'm pretty sure he was going to start for us against LA this week. So congrats to Will. I mean, Will's, I think Will's is the 15 because Will Hooley also got is injured and can't play for, for the Eagles. So Will McGee and, um, and Piffaletti get also get called up to make a appearance for the squad off the bench. Um, and Andrew Gar, uh, Guerra, who plays flanker for, uh, Nola, he gets called up as, or gets his first cap uh, on, could get his first cap on the bench. He's lined up, uh, the Ireland team, you know, talk about adding caps and Andy Farrell decided he wanted to give eight away. In this, in this match so he's got eight debutants uh in this match and uh, craig casey gets his uh first start this week too so i think he's uh he's a big prospect for ireland who's who looks really really tough um he played well off the bench uh, last week so um i don't know i don't know what that match is going to hold for us from a u.s standpoint i honestly do not know at all like it's going to be uh <laughs> it's exciting yeah, yeah right it's it's and, and this, this is the same situation really debutants wanting to prove themselves at home they've they, they've either trained together for a while with ireland or they know each other inside out yeah. because you know i mean the the irish provinces are just you know they boss things in the, the pro 14 and exactly. europe um and there's only well i know so that's that's not really it's not f- so leinster and munster are like the, the the real forces but obviously ulster have looked good connor have, have uh, been doing good things. past couple of years so yeah, exactly. So there's, um, and it's the pro- the provincial model that. Oh, okay, so there's a cut, long story cut short. <laughs> w- w- many people think that the Welsh rugby union wanted to try and emulate the Irish model, which has given them so much success. There's politics and a load of story about it. Bottom line is they haven't. They failed miserably uh, on the domestic front, um, and um, I think we can, we, you know. It's either going to be a case of um, an island team will turn up and they will be just as strong as every island team always seems to be, Uh, or uh, we'll see, you know, a team that hasn't played very much or played together hardly at all. So I I don't think there's going to be a middle ground. I think it's going to be one way or the other. So again, fascinating. Can't wait to see it. It, It'll be a good match, I I think, overall. I think it'll be a closer match than what people think. Um, You know, it's definitely going to be a closer match. Well, at least you hope it's a closer match, um, given you know, the U S performance in the second half against England, they've got some time under their belt. They've been together for a whole week. They've been training together. Fingers crossed. Hopefully things go well. Um, do I see a win? Eh, maybe, 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 but ah, man, that's it's, Ireland seems tough. Uh, Carberry, Carberry at 10, you know, again, he's, the succession to Johnny Sexton, like he's tough. Like he's a solid, solid player. Um, you know, you've got Kelleher at, at Hooker for for Ireland, who I think is a really good player, and James Ryan, who's also really tough too. Um, well, yeah, and there's you know there's players there that really the, a lot of people were saying James Ryan should really thought, have been thought, on the Lions. I thought he should have been on the Lions tour. Like, yeah, it's like. He's he had a fantastic season. Again, well, that's other that's other podcasts talk about more in depth things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but I think seriously, if, if second half if second half US turn up, and I think we half. can in the first half against <laughs> Ireland. I think it'd be interesting. I think honestly, uh, you know, there's been sign people have been tentatively saying, "Are we seeing the benefits of the MLR come through to the national teams now?" I think um, so. I don't. I don't think so. 
is the case of Canada. And I, I would have thought Canada would have, obviously Toronto being the only kind of representative, I would have thought we would have seen more from Canada. We yeah. didn't against Wales. We certainly have seen the US team looking like a bunch of seasoned professionals yeah. who have been forged in the in the, the heat yeah. of, uh, of competition now. So against Ireland, you know, if they, if they like I say, if the second half US team comes out and goes, right, we're not standing for any of that, your nonsense, we're going to get stuck into you, I think it could be good. Yeah, and I feel we're, we're a couple years out from really having... I mean, I, I think that match made people start to wake up a little bit and go, you have all but, what is it, four or five, maybe five guys on that entire, you know, 30-man roster who all play in, in MLR. And that's people going, okay, well, okay, you have all these guys playing in MLR. That's showing that there is some depth on there. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, one kind of side note, I am kind of sad to see uh, Ryan Reese did not get uh thrown in local local ryan reese alex's alex reese's brother did not get a chance to to get on the bench to get his first cap for the u.s Ah, that was disappointing i really was hoping he but he's young okay he's like he's a kid he's like 22 21 something i don't know what he is like he's 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 down there that in that lower age group unlike us (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so i think that it'll be interesting to see what happens um you know with the match i look forward to MLR, you know, the MLR growing and growing the U.S. team and seeing how we can perform in the future and just the quality level going up and up and up. You look at that from season, uh, yeah. season one to now in the MLR, it's night and day, you know. Yeah, and you, it's, it's, it's just going to be a quantum leap forward season after season from here on in. Yeah. Um, uh, I had a very interesting conversation with someone in the week about how the uh, the MLR is is not like the MLS no. Uh, which many people saw as basically a chance for European footballers to to retire, F- fade to out, nice and, easy and, and to fade out. Yeah. yeah, to go live in LA for a few years and sunbathe and kick a ball about every now. Now, and now. now granted, people have been doing that, but. <laughs> yeah, but, um, well, so uh, so there was a there was a certain ex French international that was playing in New York who played in the center for France and ended up playing at number eight for New York and and got destroyed by last, Yeah, and that didn't. I think. Well, I think he's still that French internet ex international is still picking bits of uh, Pedersen <laughs> out of him after he got wiped out, oh annihilated in the tackle. Yeah, it was a good um, one. That's that's it was a great hit. Um, but that doesn't happen because it's a full-on, full-blooded contest in the MLR, and you're not going to retire over to a nice, easy game of rugby here. You are going to get your head kicked in. Yeah. So, um, the 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 competition for places and the 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 talent uh, within the the US and Canada is such that because it's a, a quite a finite, you know, um, is it um, 16 teams? I should know this. 12 teams, maybe. Um, there's there's not going to be. I mean, you might get the odd superstar coming over um but there's going to be plenty of local um talent taking up those spots there's local talent and there's youth right you know so there's younger players who are coming up and younger players internationally mclean jones mac mason for us like they they were in australia and they said oh i want to go play over in the u.s and they've kind of made a name for themselves um here and played really well and mac mason he was 
you know, basically sitting right behind one of the best tens to play in Australia in the past couple of years. And basically said, well, I'm going to step away for a while. Kind of lost the, I say lost the love of the sport, but it happens. You know, you just get burnt out. Um, mm-hmm. Comes back and plays and um, plays well for us and continues to play well for us. And so we'll, we'll see him at 15 this week again. So uh, now that Will is over playing with, uh, uh, playing with the Eagles. So this week... It's big. So let, 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 let's rewind a little bit. Last week, you and I, we sat down and we said, man, there's a lot of things that got to happen. LA is going, they've got Nola this week, blah, 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 blah. Like, we're like, okay, Nola's not sitting great. LA at home, at the Coliseum. And then something happened. LA lost to Nola. No bonus point. No, well, they get a bonus point for losing for less than seven, but they had no try bonus point. They did not win. So then they get one point out of that match. They lost to Nola. And it really changed everything now granted it changed everything in a couple different ways you know we we can we can we can talk about this now we can talk about we can preview the match or we can talk about the playoff situation which one do you want to start with first alex (laughs) (laughs) so so the 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 playoff situation right now reminds me of that scene in uh basketball (laughs) while they're talking about the, the convolutions of and if they win and this point difference and everything happens it's crazy. I, I genuinely, I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I gave up. Um, so, so so let, let's, let's talk. Let's preview the match first. Or what do you, you want to talk about the, the NOLA LA match or do you want to preview the match? Well, so, about about? so um, I thought LA looked like, I mean, NOLA played great and they had some, you know, the sort of last minute, no, it wasn't a last minute comeback, but um, they, it was, uh, it was not the highest level of rugby LA looked like a team that thought we've tired. already qualified, made long season, maybe they were tired. Part of me was thinking they think they're already in the playoffs. They're yeah. taking it easy. They're taking their foot off the gas. They think they're in there. There's no point killing ourselves against Nola. And they didn't, they, they had their big guns on the pitch as well. Yeah. You know, they, it Everybody wasn't like was, <laughs> they played their full strength squad for sure. And uh, they just didn't look like they had the, the, the full commitment or the will to win or something they just didn't look like maybe nola were just playing so hard and fast that they kind of beat the life out of them yeah. but great win epic yeah. win last minute try you couldn't ask for more could yeah. you it was it was a great match for mlr just to say like yeah it tightened up things in the eastern conference uh, i do want to say real quick as we talk about that people who say that the it's the beast coast uh they're like oh yeah the top three teams in in the east coast all beat la you do realize that the top three teams on the east coast all lost to austin too we'll just yeah. keep that quiet how for a minute, how'd you, you like say. them apples right like so, oh yeah we beat la we beat la we beat la it's like you lost to austin you lost to austin you lost to austin and yeah yeah so just want to throw i'll just throw that out there just to, to remind the east yeah. coast that you don't have all the wins here, brother. Uh, last match that LA and Austin played, they played at Bold Stadium, was not the best match for Austin. It was a defensive battle, 17-3. I mean, it was, we, I just think we didn't take points when we had it on offer. We didn't play as well as we had. Our defense, I mean, obviously we shut down what at that time was the, uh, you know, uh, a dominating offense. I think people started figuring it out. I think that, but I think that our ball movement was a little slow. It was, I think that was maybe Ruben's 
one of Ruben de Haas's first games. I just felt like his ball movement was pretty slow. Um, overall, it was not a great, great match, but we sit at a very interesting spot right now. So there's, you have an Austin team who we have three players who are out, right? So Ruben de Haas, Bryce Campbell, captain, and then Will McGee. It, uh, the structure of the team, so we still have, I mean, it's still the squad that has, yet to be announced but i know what the squad is um you know we we put out pretty much the same squad as we had before minus you have uh ned hodson who's coming in for um for bryce campbell at 12 and everybody is pretty much still the same as it was two weeks ago when we went down to san diego um you know obviously pele comes in at nine for ruben de haas and uh, roderick waters gets gets called up, uh, which I think is great. But other than that, and it's, oh, and Sid Shoop at nine, which is great for the, for the young guy. Um, other than that, still a strong, strong team. You know, and so that's, that's one yeah. of those things where I think that we continue to see uh, this, this solid core of guys getting a chance to play. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure that LA is going to play their strongest team. I mean, you're going to have, you know, the number one, uh, technically LA has the number one defense in the league now by just, just a hair but on paper, but you know, on the pitch, I think everybody knows that Austin's defense is just stout and they, you know, we gave up a couple extra points to Seattle, which kind of put us back a little bit. And so I think that that's going to change some stuff around too. Um, overall, like, I think it's going to be, man, I think our attack, the last time we played LA, I think our attack was sitting like 12th or or not 12th, but like 10th. I think it was, and now we're at seventh. So we're seventh ranked attack, second ranked defense against LA, which is first in both categories. So, yeah, and we were back then. I mean, there was a couple of soft tries to LA as well. I think they broke our hearts. There was uh, a ruck guard that went missing, and someone, yeah. an ex Austin player, managed to spin over and score. So 17 3. I think there were two easy scores that we uh, gave up probably, in that game. Yeah, and, it probably should have been more like a 9 to 3 win, if anything. <laughs> like, yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, the, like you say, the attack wasn't really firing back then. The last, we've we've just seen a constant progression of confidence, and people are getting more and more familiar uh, with each other. Against San Diego, the attack looked brilliant. Yeah, uh, it looked it looked as dangerous and as organised and as structured as maybe not every team in the MLR, but certainly I would have I would have put it up there with one of the more dangerous looking attacks. And um, honestly, they're going to get theirs. We yeah. owe them. Yeah. We, I think we're going to roll into town, like say, despite call-ups and everything else, that's still looking like a Gundam heavy Ava pack that we're going to put up there. Yeah. Um, are we, are, are we uh, going to be making anyone annoyed if we name names that are in the starting lineup at this point? Or I don't, I don't think so. Because De Chavez and Cam Dodson in the second row. Yeah, Cam Cam's been playing out of his mind. Yeah, I know no uh, no Isaac Ross who played well for us against him last time um, out with injury, but I think with uh, with Cam, I think Cam is Cam is shown to be the real deal. Uh, quietly, quietly having a really really great season, despite being injured for the you know for some of the games there in the middle. So um, he's he's stout. Um, McCaffrey gets back at eight again. Again, had a great match. <laughs> Michael DeWall, again, getting his time in at seven, replacing McLean Jones. So, again, you have you have a team. Uh, Nick Johnson actually getting started at 14 again. And like I said, Roderick Waters on the bench. will be exciting to see him come on um, and, and play in that second half. So, uh, so here it's we are. Just, yeah. 
here, here we are. A big match, 7.30, Saturday night, LA Coliseum. I mean, it'll be, it's, it's an afternoon game there since we're, you know, it's a 5.30 game there, so you get some of the sunshine. It puts us in a very interesting playoff situation. You have LA at 56 points, Utah, 51 points, Austin, 46 points. So the max number of points that we can score is 56. We can score, t- if we get two bonus points, a bonus point try and a four point win um, from against LA. Um, and then we get a bonus point win ag- against uh, Old Glory. That puts us at 56 points. I've Which, got an abacus somewhere. Hang on. So here we go. Uh, we are... Yeah, you basically we ha- we own our own destiny. We have to win both. Period. There there are weird situations. There's one weird situation where we get in <laughs> that we don't, and I'll say that. So we have to win both. If Austin loses, and and basically Utah draws or wins, we're we're out. That 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 is the quickest quickest solution to to the end of the of the Western Conference playoffs um, going into the final in next week, which is the final week. So Utah play at play Atlanta this week, but they they're out five starters. So that's a big, so come on Atlanta, come on Atlanta, no bonus point tries, no less than no bonus point, anything for them. Atlanta are the team to do it as well. So yeah, I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> Cause they've got, they've got a, they have a lot of players still. So they're that's, that's solid. Um, LA. I mean, there's one scenario where Austin could get a home, could get home field advantage. And that's if basically you basically, LA cannot score a single point for the, for the rest of the season. That's bonus points, ties, anything. That's where a single point. And Austin would have to beat LA by like, we'll call it 70 something points to almost nothing. Basically, we, we don't want to put any pressure we, on we have them. To so ch- yeah. We have to change the margin. So margin, so LA is like <laughs> plus 200 and we're plus 90. So if we have a huge margin, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80 points against LA, <laughs> which would be interesting, um, then there's a chance that we could have home field advantage if Utah doesn't get any points either and we win on point differential. It's a very, it's such, it's like a, a 0, 0, 0, 0, 0. 0.1 chance that that would actually happen. Okay, so that one's out of the way. The second, the, the most logical way for us to get into the playoffs is to win out completely and and literally have you have Utah lose. So the max number of points that they could score is you know right now they're on fifty one points. If they win and get a bonus point try, um, they would have fifty six points. If we win out, we have fifty six points. Our, then it comes down to point differentiation. So depending on who has it right now, we're above. Like right, so we have a, we we would we would win that that comparison, and we would get second place, and we would go to LA to play. That's out the door. That we we don't want that to happen. There is a very very odd scenario that I was calculating. So if we lose to LA but come away with two bonus points, that's we score four tries and we lose by less than seven, and we get five points against Old Glory. That gives us seven points. If Utah then loses to a, to to Atlanta and then loses to LA by more than seven, but pick up tries four tries for their two bonus points, that gives them two. So we'd be each on fifty three points each, and we would go ahead of of Utah and get in. That is the oddest scenario. <laughs> that is pretty odd. <laughs> I will. I'll give you. We were, we were bored one day, yeah. so we figured that out. <laughs> Needless well, to say. No, well, the, the thing the thing that excites me is uh if i'm not gonna say when i'm gonna if we beat la and then we end up playing 
LA again. Uh, we'll, we'll, forgive me, I'm not quite sure the, how it works. Do we play this, the the second seed from the East to no, go no, into no, the no, final? No, we play. We, the, the, we play the West. The West plays the West. Right, got you. Okay, yeah. okay. So we would play LA for a again, place in the final at the again, Coliseum. So, so we get, we kick their ass on Saturday. We come and back then in two we weeks. Play them again in the final yeah. and do it again. <laughs> Amazing! I know, right? and that would be so good. Yeah. That would be great. So so um, you have you have that scenario. I think what it really comes down to is we hold the key to our destiny. You know, Austin is that's the the key is us. We have to win. We have to win out. Let's that's let's just keep it at that. Sam said it a couple of weeks ago when Alex and I sat down and talked to him. We need to win out, plain and simple. Um, I think the LA loss to NOLA changes things as well because LA could theoretically lose home field advantage to Utah. So what's going to happen is it, now that they've now that they, they've lost, they're only four points ahead of Utah, right? So Utah had a bye week. So now everybody's sitting on even games now. So they're only four points ahead of Utah, which means they need to win against us to play their best players. Um, again, there is that weird scenario where we could lose to LA and still go on, which means that if LA wins and Utah, like they would go into play Utah that final week, wanting that home field advantage and wanting to, to win that game, they would need to play their best players as well. And so they're going to play their best players. They would beat Utah basically we just need everybody to beat Utah and we need to win out. That is, that is the best scenario for us. If, if everybody beats Sounds down on me. Utah and we went out done champion, great. We're not champion. Well, I mean, second place, <laughs> second place in the West and we go on and play. So there's, there it is. So if you followed along on your abacus and uh, if you had your whiteboard up or your chalkboard and we're making your notes and crossing things out, that's, that's the scenario that we play in for Austin. Um, again, um, one thing, uh, Agnes Cottrell not playing for LA this week. So he's on, he's injured and out. Um, but LA still putting, putting out their strongest side that is the strongest side they can. That's for sure. Um, they don't have any player. They have one player on international duty, I think. And so that's, you know, there's James, Ryan James, I believe it was us. So we'll see. It's, a, it's a, exactly. It's a, basically we need to win. <laughs> and I think we're, we're we're in a good point as well. I think we're hitting form. I think um, we we're scoring a lot of points. Scoring a lot of points. We've got a squad that can absorb the the injuries that will naturally come with the season. And like you say, the the, the team that we're putting, despite the call ups, despite the injuries, the team that we're putting out still looks like it's a legitimate first choice team. There's yeah. no one in there that that looks like a stopgap or yeah. a temporary replacement. So you you have the same front row that's been playing the past three or four games together. <laughs> You know, you have the same same back row that played last week or two weeks ago. You have the same like it's consistent, and the back row, the back line minus Bryce Campbell still consistent. You've got Kurt Morath at ten again. You got Mac Mason back at fifteen. Zinni's on the wing as well. Uh, no Connor Mooneyham because of the injury because of the concussion protocol still. So as an unfortunate, but again, a solid team just needs to come out and pull out the W. I think they will, and you know, from what from what Coach Harris was saying, um, uh, I think the, the 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 hitting the form at the right time, yep. peaking at the right time. Lockie is obviously coming. I I genuinely think that that team will run through brick walls uh, with with him in the huddle, driving he'll, them on. He'll be, he'll be the first to run through it. Yeah, exactly. So I can't wait to see how it all unfolds because, I mean, this two two weeks ago. I would 
I was already thinking I'm, I almost don't mind what happens this season. Next season, we are going to boss it. Yeah. Um, and now I'm thinking, I'm thinking, well, yeah. I think it's, it's, they're it's playing the best rugby in the league. I think they're the form team in the league at the moment. And I think, and I think people are, crossed. I think people are for looking how good and form they are. We're like, Oh, team of the season. There's like not one Austin player on there. Like you guys are just like, that's fine. We we don't mind being looked at yeah that way nice. yeah That's absolutely fine. you over, overlook us and look on to the next week after as we come in and demolish you <laughs> yeah exactly well if if you if other teams have got a better hooker than Hugh Roach if they've got better second rows than Dodson and Chavez if they've got a better number eight than uh, Lockie at the moment you know good on you I haven't I haven't seen them play this I, season I, I, I I'll question it so well <clears throat> there we are. Everything in a nutshell. It was pretty easy to follow, right? Nothing, nothing really concerning. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll be honest. There was a moment there where I did that Homer Simpson thing, where inside All my brain numbers, was a picture right? of me looking at squirrels, going "Ooh!" But um, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it'll Got unfold. The ball head in, to go, you know, go with it too. So exactly, exactly. <laughs> so um, uh, it's uh, I just can't wait. I almost um, green light yeah, social I mean, watch party. That's what I was going to say. I got you. Don't Saturday worry. night. Saturday be night. there, be square. Be there, be square, unless you have an anniversary. <laughs> of course, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Legitimate excuse, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's you got to stay married. Don't want people to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, I mean, I'm... always appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for coming on again, man. You're welcome. I like, I like the, the, the thing. Good banter. Good banter. Good, good discussion. Lots of rugby this weekend. You get up on Saturday. You got three games to watch. You can watch our lads, um, Regan and Cole, play against Canada, 9 a.m., 1 o'clock, 1.15, USA Eagles versus Ireland in Dublin. And then, you know, stick around. Have a little dinner. Sit down. Have a little, have a couple pints. You'll be, you'll be nice and soft by that time that AG match comes along. <laughs> so, that's the plan. That's the plan. That's the plan. That's the plan. Oh man. Follow us on uh, all the social medias too. Make sure we'll be, we'll be tracking each game as we possibly can. Uh, it's as much as we can. Uh, do want to give a quick shout out uh, to a new, well, not a new podcast, but they're fairly new podcast, but uh, just actually heard about them. Uh, two other Texas lads. Uh, in Midland, Texas, and out in uh, Marble Falls, they're doing a podcast called Scrummed Up. Uh, they're covering a little bit of rugby as well. Like, so shout out to those guys. Um, you know, they've been around since I think February. So good for them. Um, may have to have them come on. We'll do a, a big panel discussion one day. That'll be interesting. Uh, we'll see. Always good stuff. If you follow us on social media, if you don't follow us on social media, it's Austin Rugby Supporters everywhere, literally everywhere. Um, don't forget to go follow Texas rugby monthly as well. Cause get more coverage of everything rugby in Texas. Um, what else am I forgetting? Oh, YouTube. If you're, if you're not watching us right now, if you are watching us right now, Spotify, Google play, everything else that happens on all of those different audio channels. We're on some ones that I didn't even know that we were on. So that's kind of weird too. Uh, <laughs> you put them on one, you put them on all, uh, Alex, you ready for the weekend? You ready for this? Big matches. Hope, hopefully, Can't this wait. time next week we're we're pre- warm up stretches. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Hopefully, this time next week we're we're talking about needing those last couple points to send us into the playoffs because of all the crazy things that have happened. So, uh, well, I'm sure we'll still be talking about scenarios in that final week. Should everything happen the way that we need it to? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. We'll be talking about home field advantage. 
and putting <laughs> 70 points on those those oh, yeah. West Coast fancy down sunshine boys. Those little the teenies, the tiny tiny teenies. So <laughs> <laughs> hey, appreciate it, Alex. Always a pleasure. Thank you all for listening and watching. Um, once again, this is the Austin Rugby Podcast. That is Alex Kelpa. I am Dustin Zare, and until next time, we'll see you on the pitch.